the Standing Orders podcast. So welcome to this latest edition of the Standing Orders podcast with me, Dr. Thomas Foreman, and my co-host, Councillor Sue Lorne. Good evening, Thomas. How are you this fine evening? I'm very well, Councillor. How are you? Oh, fine. Thank you very much. Just a few technical issues, but uh, we seem to have got ourselves sorted, so that's good. When you say technical issues, you mean for the last 30 minutes we've been trying to get the microphones working? <laughs> Not the microphones, my microphone. Isn't it wonderful when you give an hour to do a kind of 30-minute podcast and we do 32 minutes of, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? No, no, okay. I'm just so glad that um, you could hear everything I was saying, even under my breath, uh, but you couldn't respond. Yeah, I could hear all the swearing as well. <laughs> But the frustrating thing is that I've changed nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And that will be on your epitaph. (laughs) Sue Lord, I changed nothing. (laughs) If by magic it it works. So I'm not moving. I'm not touching a thing. I'm just going to sit here and listen to you talk. Wonderful. Um, That'll be like every other week that I have then, sitting listening to you talk, Councillor. I'm so glad I found my voice again. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) So how's your week been so far? So far, it's been pretty busy. Well, we had a a really busy weekend. As as you know, we we talked about it last week. It was the Christmas light switch on and um, it was a very busy weekend. But it was lovely. It was good. Uh, Everything went well. So it was it was fine. So um, yeah. Well, it, I, I think you're you're underplaying it a bit. I mean, <laughs> it didn't just go well. I mean, it was. I would say, and I'm completely unbiased on this. Spectacular is the word that I would use <laughs> to describe it. And I think you know it, it goes. I, I think I said the last podcast. If you don't hear from me again, I've fallen off the roof doing the Christmas lights. Well, um, actually. I did fall off the roof doing the Christmas lights, but luckily health and safety safety kicked in, fell a very small amount. I was scrambling up there so that I could get snow, well, fake snow, um, going down for the council TikTok account. And um, I fell only a very short distance and onto the top of a shipping container. So therefore, it was hardly a fall at all. More like a trip. So uh, can we just rewind? You told me that you fell off because you were putting the lights up or you were adjusting the lights or something along those lines. Not once did you tell me that you fell off because you were trying to make snow for TikTok. Yeah, well, you see, that was going to be a surprise. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But we had this great idea, and and to be fair, like we we got the giant Nutcracker outfit uh, on me, and then on Debbie, uh, Rachel dressed up as uh, a snowman, and we went in. We we visited the local like children's nursery oh, at, the, uh, at the town hall. Went in, scared a few children, came Aww. out, had some photos taken, did a little dance, and then decided, you know what, this needs fake snow. So got up on the roof because we were going to be doing the lights anyway put the fake snow on and it was the fake snow is basically very liquid and so it is incredibly slippery but, but i will say but tell me you went up 
on the roof with your nutcracker off outfit still on no 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 uh, no okay. because then i would have bounced had i fallen <laughs> because i had and the thing that I, I didn't realize was at the christmas light event i only had one pump on had i turned the second pump really? on I, I i really would have inflated fast um <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not sure i'd have survived in fact i think i might have taken off although saying i might have taken off uh today had a discussion uh, and someone mentioned drug dealers. And so I made the, really? which I think is a standard joke that everyone has to make when someone says, oh, I saw a couple of drug dealers. You know, you have to do the, ha, 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 well, it wasn't me. <laughs> and then they said, no, I know it wasn't you because they were slim. <gasps> no. And that really? was said, in, and it was said in front of people. And it was said by a counsellor, believe it or not. That's that's the doozy. <laughs> Let me think what counsellor that might have been. No, you will actually be wrong. <laughs> oh, <was> I? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. So um gosh, that was that really took everything away off track, didn't it? We it started did. talking about <laughs> how successful last week was and then we fell off a roof and then found some drug well, dealers i think i think we could start with uh if we're going to talk about uh how successful the event was i think it's important to start at the beginning of the success so the day before you did an interview for bbc radio norfolk oh i did yes i did and again this is one of those things where you you get prepared just the same as we're talking now. I sat down and I I thought of all the questions that they could ask me, worked out what my answers whoa, would whoa, be. Whoa, whoa, Sorry, let me just uh, – sorry, you prepare for this. <laughs> 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 then how do you make it seem so – no, I'm not going <laughs> to – it, it just seems so relaxed. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I do prepare for this. I used to prepare for this in in a very professional way. Now I just think, okay, let's just go with it. Let it whatever whatever flows flows, it's fine. So no, this was for a professional situation. So I had to sit down and think of all the things that I was going to say. And I probably wrote two pages of the things that I thought, okay, this covers anything that they're going to tell me. And with, I only had a few seconds, really, and not one of the piece, not one of the notes that I'd written down was um, was used, really. So they didn't ask me the questions in the format that I thought that they would ask me the questions. You see, that, that's that, uh, I think as a as a politician, you have to play it as you either heard a different question. Or you answer the question you wanted them to ask. <laughs> I should have done that, shouldn't I? I should have just reeled off what I'd written and um, and then just uh, ignored the question completely. Although listening but, back, I, I seem to remember uh, you saying something like, it's not exactly Blackpool <laughs> Illuminations. <laughs> I did. But I, I meant it in a really nice context. And it wasn't until I was... Uh, about half an hour later, I was out walking the dog, and I thought, I wonder if they took that the wrong way. I, I, they were saying, and so many people have said, how come we were able to still, or why did we feel that we were able to still carry on doing the Christmas light switch on whenever the, there was such an energy crisis? And um, was it, you know, 
was it acceptable for us to be doing it? So, um, so straight away, uh, and I think about this quite a lot whenever people had been talking about switching the lights on. It's literally just a, you know, it's just a string of lights and a few, you know, Christmas light up baubles. So it uh, it's not black ball illuminations. It's just a you, simple but effective Christmas lights display. You need to and, stop saying uh, it's not black ball illuminations. I mean, you make it sound like a string of lights and a couple of lit up baubles. I mean, this sounds like Victorian Christmas, but it's actually, you need to describe it properly. It's, it's festoons of lights that go across the road and along Victorian lampposts, which are lit up with beautiful traditional bows and other motifs which are up high on the street lights and down low on the footway columns and they look tasteful and very yeah it's a string of lights with a few light up baubles you see and and this is why very pretty this is why you don't do comms this is why you don't do comms (laughs) and what you should have said is you know we're talking about led lights they're low energy they cost literally pence and the most important thing is it's an like it's an unmetered uh supply and it's an unmetered supply paid for by the highway authority it's not even our like unmetered supply so they're paying for it not us so in fact it's being paid for by so we could plug in anything we want (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty sure extracting electricity is actually a crime but we won't go there and also you know with so much mental health problems at the moment with how grim everything looks i mean you know so christmas lights free of charge that people can go and take their kids to see and enjoy i mean come on of yeah. all the things to complain about, I don't think Christmas lights being switched on is one of them. No. And I, I'm amazed that so many councils decided not to do that this year. Um, it's, you know, it is something. And again, you know, I explained in um, in the broadcast that it was, uh, you know, we we collected the funds through the fireworks display so it wasn't you know it's not coming at the precept it is the you know the profits that we've made and we've always done it that we've always fed it back into the to the christmas lights display but no it was an amazing and for the first time in 12 13 years we actually had residents saying this was we had it sussed. We 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 made it work. And um, one lady who um, hasn't been very happy with us for many many years because we've put generators outside her front door and we've put um, food stands outside her her house that made it smell not very you, nice. You kind of make it sound like all of this was deliberate. <laughs> no, no, of course not. And um, and you know, and this year, uh, she sent us. Uh, she sent me a text, and she sent the office uh, a, a Christmas card saying that it was the best event that we've ever done. And it and, was. And, um, and to be fair, you know, well. we we all um, play our parts in it. But I think you know it would be remiss of me not to say Rachel and Debbie and Jason and the team did 
an outstanding job. And if there was one person that can organize all of this between Rachel and Debbie, there was no one else that could. You know, no. they, they kept everything in line. And not only that, but me in Nutcracker outfit, Debbie dressed as a giant Christmas pudding. We greeted Santa. We put him on a boat. We had Ian Dale. We put him on a boat. Um, it was a fantastic thing. And, and I have to say, Ian was a fantastic sport in all of this and he was was such a nice guy and you know you always there's that kind of you know are we going to be okay is he going to think oh my god what is but actually he went with the flow literally because it was a river he had to go with the flow but he did (laughs) such a great job and uh, i did tweet uh the next day and he very kindly liked it and uh, and retweeted it with a picture of uh him uh with me dressed as a nutcracker and uh of course the person who you introduced him to which is another fan of his uh you introduced uh Councillor Mancini Boyle as the portfolio holder for finance and the deputy leader of Borden District Council, dressed as an elf. And so yeah. I'm pretty sure of all the ways she could have been introduced, that probably wasn't the one she was expecting. Well, that's how it is. But, <laughs> um, but no, they um, he, he was. He, he, we must say how grateful we are that he he agreed to come along on the Sunday afternoon. He really wasn't feeding his best. And, um, and he could have sent us a message to say. No, he was off um, work the next day. Oh, was he really? Yeah, he couldn't do a show. Oh, bless him. Such was the shock of being dumped in a police boat. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Yes, I suppose we should explain the the situation. Um, Ian had been in Thorpe the evening before and um, at at a dinner, and um, the person who was organising the dinner asked if um, Ian would kindly um, switch the lights on for Thorpe St Andrew. Um, And... He did. He agreed. He he came along and he wasn't aware that he was going to have to get into a boat and a very small boat at that and um, and go along the river to then come back and come on the stage with Father Christmas and um, and turn the lights on. And it was, you know, it was fantastic for us that he did it. We've had quite a few um, celebrities switching our lights on from Norwich City footballers to Radio Norfolk um, hosts. So it was it was lovely to, to have Ian uh, there and it is very much appreciated. But he was quite poorly yeah, bless on, him. The, on the day. So we didn't hold him for too long. We let him do what he had to do and, and get home again. So um, it's a shame that he was poorly the next day, but we're grateful that he came to us. Yes, absolutely. And I, I think my other highlight, other than, you know, being dressed as a nutcracker, we didn't realise just how many people would stop us for photographs. Yeah. You you just can't imagine the number of people. Every two steps I was stopped, can I take a photograph? And of course, once we took Ian off the off the boat, got Santa off the boat, I then had to go because as anyone will, will know who's ever done a Christmas light switch on, the plunger does nothing. The plunger's not connected to anything. And so you have to... <laughs> frantically go to the power boxes and so we had to man i think six street lights uh, a tree and i had the main power box and so i'm dressed as this inflatable kind of eight foot nine foot tall nutcracker and i'm on my hands and knees and i can't see properly because it's misting up and i kind of felt my way to the power box and i'm sitting there and i can't hear properly because people are talking and the speakers aren't pointing at me and i just hear 
countdown and then I hear what I think is one <laughs> and so I switch it on and then I hear eight seven so I turn it back off again and I'm like I can't believe and, and the term I used at the time which was perhaps the, the wrong term was premature illum- premature illumination which I think uh, probably got, got taken the wrong way but the amount of people who are like has he fallen over? Is he okay? And obviously it was mainly for that. But then we got back up, got on stage, and uh, and we had the snowman, we had yeah. the, uh, the the Christmas pudding, and uh, the Nutcracker uh, doing Christmas carols until I had to run across to start doing the fireworks. But, you know, I think it makes it really nice for an event where we had someone pull out at the last minute for doing entertainment instead of just putting the same pre-recorded music on getting officers up on stage doing some carol singing with the community it shows we're human it shows we don't take everything so seriously we like a bit of fun and actually you know we had some really nice recordings from it and it was just a really nice experience so have you uploaded um any photos and any videos onto your website no. You need to do that. I'm going to. After, well, what I was waiting for was do the podcast and then kind of do it as a bit of a sneak from that yeah. to say, you know, here are the photos from the uh, from the event. I did the one of Ian Dale switch on the light because I thought saying thank you to him yeah. early on would be a, a good idea. But no, I will put some of the firework photos up. And of course, this year we had a very special guest fire for the fireworks uh because you came yes, across and lit them down there i've never been i've never been so excited and so scared all at the same time it was and i've never seen you move so fast <laughs> i tell you what you, you you lit those fireworks you weren't hanging around for anyone else you were, i'm pretty sure you actually almost pushed me back into the fireworks to propel yourself forward at one point <laughs> We were rushing around from one box to the other, from one rocket to the other, and nearly collided. And can you imagine what would have happened then if you'd have collided into one of those massive rockets and it just went straight across the water into the, <laughs> into the river? I, I, will, I will say at this point, just for insurance purposes, uh, health and safety was in fact was in fact considered every, every aspect of the yes. launch, and it was a very well controlled, very professionally done firework yeah. launch. And of course. We're embellishing the truth to such an extent that you may find it unbelievable that this would happen. Um, but, but there is video evidence of just how good it was. And I think when I first watched the video, my first words were, it looks like there's a fire in a firework factory, just because everything was going off at once. Yeah. And it made such a spectacle. Yeah. And I meant that in a really good way, rather than a literally, it looks so chaotic that you think there's a fire in a firework this factory. Is it. And I, I think, and again, whenever you're standing... Um, in the middle of the fireworks going off and you've got all the smoke all around you, you can't see the same as what you can if you're standing um, the, however the distance was away. And, um, and, and again... Uh, can I just say at this point, it was greater than the minimum required by law. It was, it was definitely greater. It was a whole river um, and a whole... Di- uh, two, no, rivers, two rivers, in fact. Two rivers and an island. Two rivers and an island. <laughs> <laughs> So health and safety was definitely there. And um, so I I haven't seen the video that was taken from uh, the roadside. But, um, yeah, I've the reports that I've heard is is it was excellent. And again, I think it was because it was all it was also compact 
<clears throat> excuse me, I think that sometimes when you go to firework displays that, you, you know, you look up and there's only so many oohs and ahs that you can say and you get a stiff neck because you think, oh, okay, it's really nice, but it needs to stop now. And I think that was the thing about our firework display. It all went off together and it was just amazing. The, the sky was just lit up. It was, it was wonderful. So... I'm really pleased that um, you made me do it. I don't want to blow your own horn, but to describe it as wonderful. You see, at the start of this conversation, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, the Christmas lights switch. It went nicely. It went really well, you know. And now, oh, it was wonderful. You should have seen it. Whole night sky lit up. There we go. That's what we were looking for. (laughs) But it was. It was amazing. It was good. So thank you, because that was something I've I've stood and watched many firework displays, but never actually set um, a few rockets off at the same time. So, um, so that was another bucket list ticked off. Excellent. The image of you with a blowtorch will stay with me for a long, long time. <laughs> I'm in my blowtorch. I've got the blowtorch, and I'm in my um, my Sunday best coat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you weren't quite dressed for the occasion, were you? Um, <laughs> no, I didn't have time to go and get changed back into the coat I'd been wearing all day. But uh, no, it's it's good. But this is the thing, you know. We've made some really good memories. And, um, you know, if it is, who knows what's going to happen this time next year, but if it was to be the last um, light switch on that we did and, and fireworks, it would have been, you know, it was a good one to, to go off on. It was, it was good. Well, I suspect I won't be the locum uh, in Thorpe by then. Uh, you will have stood down from the town council. And so I think we will still be doing this podcast um, unless we get banned. Yeah. And so yeah. we can come back next year and we, we can, can come back next either. Year and say, oh, that was no good. <laughs> Oh, no, I was going to say, we can still do the fireworks. <laughs> <Let's bring it. laughs> I mean, it was, it, you know, covered by my insurance now. Yes. So uh, I think we can go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to start up our own events um, company. And, so uh, if, if anyone listening to this wants any yes. firework displays done in any kind of meaningful way, just, just, just drop us a line and, we'll and we will come. <laughs> you pay for the fireworks. <laughs> We'll, we'll pay. Them. We'll pay the labour cost. <laughs> we'll send them up. Yeah. So um, yeah, it was. It was. It was good. And I think um, you know it's amazing the high that you can have um, at doing an event like that. And then this week we have just had, you know, I think I was explaining about allotments being a right pain. Uh, at times last week in terms of some of the issues mm-hmm. but and i'm not sure whether you you know about this but then we had the um we applied for some work to be done on a tree in a park now this tree is in a conservation area it's a huge horse chestnut it is literally i think the the conservation area character is embodied by this horse chestnut it's beautiful horse chestnut but it's had some issues with some limbs dropping we have it climbed every six months uh, have it fully inspected and still we've had a couple of large branches drop off and so we went through planning to say you know this is the work we would like to do we have an agriculturalist climb it take photos prepare a report submit it do everything and uh, we got okay, yes, you can do um, fixing the mechanical kind of issues with the tree, which is basically just trimming up where where branches have dropped off, Uh, but you can't kind of take two and a half metres off the canopy because they said that's completely unnecessary. And so as most people will know with with tree um, 
planning permissions um, in a conservation area, you either get it approved in full or you end up with an emergency TPO. And so we ended up with an emergency TPO on the tree. And so we kind of went back to them and said, you know, this tree drops limbs. It's in a public park. We have hundreds of people visit and you're not allowing us to do the work that basically an agriculturalist has said is required. This has been a really dry year. The tree is therefore stressed and has been fruiting more and more weight. And these limbs, you know, from the photos that there's, there's rot there. So why aren't you giving us permission? They said, oh, well, we'll get our agriculturalist to come back and have a look. After, of course, putting this emergency TPO on it and, and refusing the application. Well, apparently they came out today and uh, had a look at the tree, did notice a couple of things on there and said, we don't think two and a half meters is enough. We think you should do more and you should bring no. it all the way back and, and potentially pull out the tree, depending upon the uh, results from the x-ray that we're now going to uh, to get done on it to do even more work than we'd anticipate. And you think you have literally turned down an application no. to do work on the tree, which is required as a minimum for safety, saying it's not needed. Now you're saying, that's not enough. Take even more wood off it, which I just don't, you know, I just don't get why. That's just crazy. It is. And, and I don't know why, you know, some planning officers think that, you know, they're planning officers, they're not agriculturalists. And when you have an agriculturalist, and I mean, in-house, we also have a parks and state supervisor. And I always say to people, um, whenever I mention him, that he has forgotten more about agriculture, about anything to do with basically parks and states work. He's forgotten more than most people will ever know. And he knows enough Latin that he could do grace at Cambridge College. And he is just incredibly knowledgeable about stuff like this. And instead, planning officers make decisions. And then when it's called back, um, they then decide, oh, actually, yeah, potentially, you're absolutely right. But by that time, it's then another application that's apparently going to be required, which is even more money going into paying for a planning application to be lodged. And just think, how unnecessary is it? Instead of picking up the phone and just speaking to someone, you make these decisions. And, you know, we're often the ones as, as town and parish community councils who are actually normally the ones who defend planning authorities and say, well, they have a very difficult balance to strike. And we're normally the ones kind of bearing the brunt of it as the local consultee that people go to the meetings of to kind of look at the planning application and make their points. And we're normally there kind of trying to, you know, make peace a little bit between the planning authority and the public. And then we're treated in a way that is just sometimes just really bizarre. And you just think, I don't quite know where that's come from. But and I don't know where that's come from. I know the team that you're talking about, and they are literally five minutes down the road from where that tree is. So whenever they've seen that application, and again, you know, and I'm not saying, you know, that Thorpe St. Andrew is the best town council in Norfolk, but, you know, they... Well, it is. They should Obviously, be, it is. They should be. You, you can't be mayor of somewhere and but, say it's not the best place in Norfolk. That's like saying our Christmas light switch on isn't exactly Blackpool Illuminations. I mean, you know. It's, it's better. It's better. But, you know, they, they should be aware that, you know, we are pretty, 
you know, much keyed up on on what's what's what. And we would not have put in for an application to do some work on a tree if we didn't feel that it was absolutely necessary. And just for it to be turned down, if you hadn't have called up and said, hang on a minute, why is this happening? Why, you know, yeah, why are you I, making I think- this decision? It would have just been left. And then... You know, and it could have been a really serious situation because when that first branch came off, well, it wasn't a branch, was it? It was half the tree. Um, that that was a pretty dangerous thing. So, um, you know, they they should be more. I, I'm, I'm amazed that they did but, not. To be fair, come out. they Whenever did. They, they sent an arboriculturist who didn't climb the tree and didn't apparently notice where it. the branch had come off. And the thing that gets me is, which I think is the most bizarre, and I know, and and people will probably say this doesn't impact on the tree at all. You know, it just looks worse than it is. But when you get the planning notice and have everything around there that you could pin it to, you stamp it on the tree. And it's like, why are you stamping it onto the tree that you're seeking to yeah. preserve instead of sticking yeah. it on the, the like the telegraph pole that's literally just a couple of meters away from it? Um, it just is. So to read, but to read the uh, the paperwork, you've got to go under, stand under the tree that the branches are falling off to read it. Yeah, I, but to be fair, that is one way of stopping objection. <laughs> I, I think maybe a few agendas could appear on that tree after all now thinking about it that, that could be the way forward <laughs> we could have that as uh, what's that that uh, where everybody gets on their soapboxes um I think I, I think it's just everyone getting on the soapbox. Well, there's a park in London, isn't there, where people go and that's they do their speeches. Something yeah, something corner um, where people can go. Yes, we will do that down there and just say free for all. Perfect. Come and come and have your say. We'll definitely edit this out so that when we do that, it doesn't sound like there is an ulterior motive. <laughs> yeah, we can uh, we can put a statue under there. I mean, it, it yes. really does. You know, it, it reminded me earlier, we were having a meeting about uh, about veterans and everything that we are doing at the moment for, for veterans, including, you know, looking at uh, a multi-agency meeting. We obviously do the things that the moment like models for heroes um, and we're looking at expanding that provision and doing more to try and address some of the local needs uh, relating to veterans and of course you have been asked uh, worshipful mayor to uh, give the medals for the nuclear fallout veterans that have just been awarded their medals they'll be dropping through their letterboxes in january and a group of local uh, veterans have asked yes. whether you would do them yes. the uh, the honour of uh, of giving them their medals, which I know that you were really taken aback by and really pleased to do. Um, but we were just kind of talking more generally about just the amount of variety there is with you know our jobs and our roles, and we kind of mentioned it kind of last week in terms of one minute you can be doing kind of office based very heavy policy work relating to any number of things you know this year we've refreshed the standing orders we've refreshed things like our equality diversity and inclusion policy and we've done a lot of really quite important policy work um one minute i can be doing that the next minute i can be you know helping cut verges or dressed as a nutcracker i remember my first week in the job do you remember when uh, you got the circus in uh, Thorpe St. Andrew. Now, 
you got the circus yes. in uh, Fox and Andrew. It was on now, your first couple of weeks, wasn't it? I know it. It yeah. was. It was my first week, and suddenly this circus pulled up on the park <laughs> and was surrounded, kind of by houses. They pulled up. They put up the. the is it called a big yeah, top? Yeah. The marquee, um, and they were doing all of this, and some of the residents were really unimpressed yeah. um, that the circus had turned up. Some, you know, I think gave them the benefit of the doubt, absolutely, didn't it just? And I remember getting a phone call from someone saying, they have just emptied their toilet cassette in the hedgerow between my house and the park, and this is unbelievable, and I'm so angry about it. And so there I was, first week on the job, I had my rather nice tweed-style <laughs> Ralph Lauren jacket and I went up there thinking you know I'll kind of ease things over and he was like you go in there and have a look and I remember going through there having a good look through brambles were at my jacket everything else I came out and I had about four different pulls on that jacket I didn't find a thing and then the guy was like oh maybe it was something else then it's just like unbelievable um and it turned out actually they had emptied their cassette it was just a bit further down was but you know really? it was just a, yes. i didn't know but that then, you didn't tell me that i know they took all our water do you remember oh yeah they did take they, all our water yeah we i, I mean it makes it sound like we, we're obviously very short on water we're not short on water but they did really <laughs> go for it with, but, with water we didn't, yeah, but we, we didn't realize did we until we got the bill no. in just they must have filled up every single um canister that they'd got uh, absolutely with, with fresh water and of course, I talk about the variety of my job. I mean, you know, as mayor, you go to many community events, you do firework displays now, you know, you, you, there is nothing, you jump you jump on the boat and follow Santa to uh, the Christmas light switch on. And of course, this week with a town like Thorpe St. Andrew, you can't not raise the St. Andrew flag yes, for uh, St. Andrew's Day. And I understand on very good authority <laughs> of, uh, of the office staff that you also managed to do the splits trying to get up a bank to, uh, to, to to raise the flag so i'm not the only one who's been uh, who's that, been in the wars a bit this week that was not a pretty sight i can tell you yes there's a bottom of the flag pole is a little garden and um was still and the flowers are still blooming which is just incredible and, well they um, were until you landed on them <laughs> luckily i didn't and uh so there's and there's a wood um a wood surround around uh, the bottom of it and I didn't even think I just stood on it and because it had been all wet and slimy and damp my legs went one way and my hands went the other way <laughs> 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 and poor Jason <laughs> must have thought what is this woman doing <laughs> and, and then I thought oh no picked myself up dusted myself off and raised that flag. <laughs> That's what we call the dignity of the office, isn't it? <laughs> There's the mayor rolling around on the floor in a park. <laughs> have you seen those photos that have been put on online? So, yes, have you got a good stance on there? You're not falling over then, no, are you? <laughs> no, but the one, there's one of them. Well, you literally just see my head. Have you seen it? No, no, I haven't seen that one. So it's where I, I normally hold the flag out so that you can actually see because – Every time that we raise a flag, there's no wind. So the flags don't blow anywhere. So it could be the flag of Sweden for all anybody could see. And um, so I, I hold the flag out so that you can see which what the flag is that we're going to raise. And um, 
I think that one went on to Facebook or something. And it's literally just my head and the flag. So um, that's... Um, Perfect picture. <laughs> I will say, we, we obviously, you, you have to have a specific reason to review CCTV. Um, <laughs> and you can't just do it for, you no. know, your, your own kind of entertainment purpose. No, you can't, um, Thomas. But you did fall well. Um, I will say that. <laughs> oh, gosh. The things that we get, the things that you all get me into is just crazy. <laughs> Yeah. So yes. It's, well, it's each time we think she'll never do this. She will never do. And then you come out and you do it, and you surprise all. So then we have to go one step further, just to try and find something that you say. No, I'm drawing the line here. I know. I'm not doing this. I'm not launching fireworks. Yeah. I'm not ice skating on slippery wood. It's uh, it's gone. But this, no, you just keep going. Yeah. This is the thing. No matter what, I just can't say no. <laughs> somebody will give me a call. Well, blimey, that's that's at least something that people will be just. <laughs> no, let me put my chain on and I'll be there in a few seconds. It's, um, you know, and, and I had the pleasure of um, awarding some young girls um, certificates for the poppy trail that we had in Thorpe and Andrew over the remembrance uh, weeks. And um, three young girls, they, um, there was a competition and they had to do the trail and answer 42 questions. Jeez. And um, and they did along with the help. I of tell you their what, if, if if I answered like forty two questions, I would expect more than a certificate and well, a little prize. They got I, a, I, I would um, want, you know them. big prize. They got a twenty pound voucher each. But um, yeah, what was it was, for? Because it, what was the voucher for? I don't know. A voucher for twenty pound. I don't know where it was oh, going. Yeah, to. but it has to be for somewhere. You can't just turn up somewhere and say, "I've this got a voucher." For I don't 20 know. Quid. I didn't ask where it was for. I, I bet just... it was something like a. I hope at least it wasn't somewhere like a garden centre. You know, <laughs> what, what's the worst <laughs> thing than winning a voucher, a garden centre voucher, when it you were a kid? Been, maybe it was Waterstones or something. Oh, that's even worse. No, it's not. Waterstones is a really good thing to do. Yeah, Waterstones is a really good thing to do, but not when you're a kid and you've just had to answer but forty-two is, questions. It is. It's like, yeah, I can read. I've just had to do 42 questions. I don't need a book. <laughs> no, I think, well, £20 is an awful lot for a book, book isn't it? Bookshop. Is it? Is £20 a lot for a book now? For a bookshop? Yes. Um, unless you're buying something that's, you know, that hard new release that's a hardback. But uh, do you like reading hardback books? No, you see, I, I'm, I, I love books, <laughs> but I – it's very seldom unless I'm buying um, – I have a few law books and uh, the latest one I bought, you'll be unsurprised to know, was uh, the fourth edition of Ecclesiastical Law uh, by Mark Hill QC. And that was very much a hardback book. It, it certainly is. Um, and, <laughs> and I will give people a bit of a tip on, uh, on churchyards and that is, you know, take a breath. Uh, review everything, talk to the district council, and don't do anything in haste. I always think that when anyone gets anything to do with the churchyard, they kind of feel like they've caught something nasty, and so they immediately want to get rid of it onto someone else. But instead of doing that, just you know, take your time, relax, and uh, and get some professional advice. Um, and now I've, yeah, I've got the book, so you know, just, uh, just <laughs> you'll, you'll happily give that professional yeah. advice, <laughs> or just buy the book yourself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
No, it's better just to come and you read the book and then you give the advice. That's much easier to do it that way. But uh, no, otherwise I do. I love reading yes. and I spend a lot of time, obviously, uh, uh, reading various different things. And, and obviously when I was studying, I had to read an awful lot of books and uh, mm. I still enjoy reading that subject area, which is, yeah. you know, citizenship and uh, migrant integration and uh, and uh, nation state and nationalism, which Gosh. are all really so interesting topics easy going so easy listening. absolutely no i, I love what about it. you counselor I love, do you like a wilbur I could, smith i would lo- <laughs> <laughs> i i could spend my days i could work in a bookshop i just when you walk into the bookshop and you just finally smell. we've found somewhere where you work <laughs> <laughs> and you smell the books it's just it's just so lovely yes i could i think whenever i um retired that's what i shall do just spend my days reading and enjoying the moment i very rarely get to do that now it's literally only when i'm on holiday and um you need more holidays than town now i do i do actually i've booked my holiday today where are you going we're going to cape verde are you really yes yes it's um we're going to the island of sal we've been there probably about 10, 12 years ago now. And, I, bet um, it's, I bet it's changed a lot from everything I hear about Cape Verde is that it is just kind of grown and grown and grown mm. with more facilities and, and far greater kind of infrastructure as well with, you know, improving roads and, and you know, yeah. streets and, and everything else. And I so it seems so. to really be picking up. I hope so, because when we first went there, probably 10, 12 years ago, it was like landing on the moon. And well, there was no gravity. <laughs> no, that was just the alcohol. <laughs> no, it was there was literally one nice hotel and um, a few little villages. It was very, very strange. But I do believe that there's a few more hotels there now, and um, and there's a bit more to. Um, to go out and see. And I think, is the is the local alcohol at Cape Verde, is that grog? Well, I don't know. I don't um, drink the local alcohol. <laughs> 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 Sometimes it can be a little bit too strong. So, uh, um, yeah, I, I don't know, to be honest. And then you'll it. never get your reading done. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just spend my days snoring in the sun, and that wouldn't that wouldn't be very good. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. But it's crazy, you know. The, six months ago, there was fairly reasonably priced holidays, and, um, and lots of them. I think that um, there's either serious information wrong information going out there to say that we're in a recession because the holidays you'd see it one day and then it would just be gone in in no time you know i was talking to someone yesterday and they were saying that uh in the whole county um they have had more fixed penalties and prosecutions for taking children out of school during term time in this last term than they had in the entire academic year last year It's crazy, isn't it? And it is literally the holidays have just disappeared. And, um, you know, sometimes it used to be years ago that you wait until a few weeks before you were going on holiday and then you would get, you know, a really cheap price. But uh, not anymore. Um, The holiday that we 
we did go to the Caribbean at the beginning of the year. And um, that holiday has more than trebled in the time scale. Um, so it's, it's I mean, you're, you're doing an awful lot for your image as, you know, a working class gal. Well, you know, there I was off to the Caribbean earlier this year, and now I'm off to Cape Verde later this year. I, and all I, was, I do is read. I didn't say the Caribbean. <laughs> I just said that I've been on holiday at the beginning of the year. If I go on holiday at the beginning of the year and the end of the year, that's only two holidays a year. That's Where did like, you go at the start of the year? Cut that bit out. <laughs> 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 where did you go we did go to the caribbean but i didn't say it you did say it <laughs> i thought i just said i went on holiday at the beginning of the no, year. you said i went on holiday to the caribbean <laughs> <laughs> i was meaning i went to cornwall or somewhere like that <laughs> you need to cut that bit out <laughs> i'll try my best like like i always say i'll, I'll do if it makes uh if, if it still flows kind of without it and if it doesn't <laughs> this is all staying in <laughs> it will flow without it <laughs> so okay so i think my my last thoughts are actually going to hopefully be the first thoughts for the next podcast um because i've been doing a lot of obviously i've been doing a lot of work uh, elsewhere um over the past few weeks and i'm also doing a little bit of research um really into kind of the history of local government. And I'm looking to do an article on kind of the story of migrant communities and settled communities. And so I've been looking at local government over the past 100 years. And so as you'll probably know, Town Mayor, because I know through all the reading that you do when you're on holiday, um, local government history is is one of your main subjects. Um, but, you know, some of the things that town and parish councils used to do you know we used to pay for fire service cover yeah. so we would pay for the fire service yeah. to to make sure we used to appoint uh like parish constables so yes, the yes. police you know the yeah. the parish council would be involved in in that process and we would also employ you know wonderful job titles you know scavengers to go and you know pick up metal and various bits and pieces from houses and, really? and stuff and bring oh, yeah there was scrap um that, that kind of thing their job title scavengers was what it, a great was title it really? yeah. yeah absolutely the rag and bone man bring out your bones actually i just realized as i said that bring out your rag, bones rag and bones <laughs> but it wasn't really yeah. bones was it no they used to bring out bone what would they what, what bones would they bring out I'll explain after this. <laughs> I'll leave that one. I'll leave that one to your imagination. <laughs> you need to cut that out. <laughs> At this point, we're, we've, got, we've got ten minutes worth of podcast. <laughs> Just cutting it all out. No, seriously, we need to pick this up on the next time. This is another okay. conversation. But um... I haven't finished. Like my my thought for the next time oh, now, now we're stuck on bag and bone <laughs> I've seriously got to um, google that I thought you were going to say I've seriously got to go because I've kept you for 20 minutes longer than you actually had allocated no, to no. being able to do this do you know, I just but, don't know where time goes to well I do <laughs> <laughs> and most of it's getting cut out <laughs> don't be so cool so, as I was saying, back to back to the thought I was having. Um, 
So we had all of that about 100 years ago. And you see, I'm trying to put a very serious tone on here because I'm hoping someone will think, oh, actually, I've got a really good idea about this. And so I was thinking, you know, we were talking about how things have changed. And today, one of the conversations I had was about the NHS and the struggles it's having locally, given Uh, some of the experiences that that. I know. Um, And I was saying, you know, if it were set up today, would this be the model of healthcare we would go for? And then I thought, actually, it's not just the NHS. You know, local government has a history of, you know, over well over 100 years now. Um, mm. And actually, if we were to design a system for local government now, completely afresh for today's kind of society, would this be the model that we would go for? And I thought, you know, we have some real benefits of the current system of local governance, um, but there are obviously some drawbacks. And a lot of that is, you know, the history and everything that you you are so bound in history in local government. And actually, sometimes that can hold you back in so many different ways. And so I guess my question for next time is, if we were going to create a system of local government from scratch, would you choose this model? And if not, what would you do instead? Are we just going to talk about that next time, or do you want me to comment? No, we'll talk about it next time. You can save that comment. Yeah, because, because otherwise it would just go on and on and on. It, it, yeah, and then yeah. you'd say, cut all of that out, and so we'd have to sit next time anyway. <laughs> no, no, that's a very good subject that we can. Um, I can give you my opinion on next time. Oh, blimey, a topic you've got an opinion on. <laughs> we would have seen that one coming. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Standing Orders podcast by Politis. Please like and subscribe to get your weekly edition. You can suggest topics by emailing podcast at politisconsulting.co.uk. See you next week.